we start a brand new halacha. I'm very, very excited about this halacha. Very, very excited. And I'll tell you why I'm so excited. Because I want to show you different marmakoimas. Uh, how exciting this halacha is. You know, many people think, and, and, and it's to a certain degree it's true, that when it comes to Shabbos, the Isidoraises, the Lamates Malachas are very, very important. And it's true. They are. And we try to spend time learning the Lamates Malachas. But often they are Durabonons. And the Durabonons are somewhat, sometimes a little bit, you know, overlooked as, oh, it's only a Durabonon. Let's learn the Lamates Malachas. Now it's true. Beis Hashem, we're going to try to go through everything. But I really want to spend a little bit of time on learning the Lachas of Muktzah. Because these are things I don't get every single Shabbos. I do not believe that any single one of you ever did not have a shayla of Muktzah every single Shabbos of your life. This is not Shaykh. If you eat, and if you get dressed, and if you, if you do anything on Shabbos, you're going to be, have a shayla of Muktzah. So basically, you're writing this down, right? So basically, everything we're saying in the next few shiurim is going to be Nagaya to every single one of you every single Shabbos of your life. That's why it's very important to know this. Right, this is why it's very, very chosha. I want to read to you words of a Beis Yosef. Okay, this is absolutely mind-boggling. Okay, what I want to do today is a bit of a hakadoma, an introduction. Beis Hashem, tomorrow we'll start the categories. We'll get more into it, practical, whatever. Today, I just want to get into a little bit of a hakadoma to understand what is muktzah, where did it come from, and why is it osa? Because, like with all the halachas, we try to understand why. The Chinuch does this, right? Time may have mitzvahs. What's the time of a mitzvah? A taste of the mitzvah, right? Nosamea, the egg is geschmack. The taste is nice, but that's not the ikka. The ikka is when you swallow the egg and you get the nourishment from it, then it's geschmack. What's the taste? An additional geschmack. The Rabbani Shalolam put a taste into food, which is a gewaldige chesed. Really, the Rabbani Shalolam could have said, here you go, eat. It will taste of nothing, but you need to eat in order to live. The Rabbani Shalolam said, no, I want you to enjoy. And you put a taste into the world, call it tam. The chinuch, when he gives taimei ha-mitzvahs, it's the taste of the mitzvah. It's not the mitzvah. It's not why we do it. It's just a little bit of an understanding. The Vulnagoyen writes in right on your day in Hilchus Mila that it's important to try and understand every single halacha, at least if you can, except for the ones, obviously, that we don't understand, like shatnas and basa v'cholav, whatever, the choyk the halachas out there. But al-Kaponim, those that we do understand and we can understand, we absolutely should understand. And it's important to understand halachas from a perspective of why. Where did it come from? Not just asamuta, asamuta. Why? What's pshat? Right, and we do this here, Baruch Hashem, a lot in this room. We try to discuss that very often. Is What's the pshat? Why is this also? Where did it come from? So I want to read your words of the Beis Yosef, okay? The Beis Yosef brings, in the beginning of Simon Shin Ches. For those of you that are familiar, Shin Ches is the Hagdoma, is the Halacha, basically. The main Simon in Hilchas Mokta. And the, um, the Beis Yosef over here in Shin Ches writes a little bit of a Hagdoma. Right? We write Hagdoma, which we'll try to get to ourselves from the Gemara's based on where this Muktzah begin from and who basically was Goza, where did it come from. And then he says like this, and he goes through the uh, different Madrigas of Muktzah, which we're also going to go through. He goes through the different levels of Muktzah. What's Muktzah and how and whatever. And then he says like this. He says like this. Unbelievable thing. Says the Beis Yosef that after you've learned all of this and you understand where this is coming from in the Muktzah and whatever it is, now you'll get to Yerush Hashem. As we state in the Beis Yosef, which is an incredible, incredible thing. So it seems to say what the Beis Yosef is telling us is that if you want Yerush Hashem, a lot comes from here. And right, we've quoted here many, many times the Ma'arish uh, Shiva of Sheinberg Zatzal, of Chaimpech and Sheinberg Zatzal, who said many, many times that people say, ah, it's only to a bottle. It's only to a bottle. What's the only to a bottle? 
So the Rosh famously paskins the Lemaisa. The Rosh paskins that if a person says, Ah, turn it to Rabbanan, you can't misdarif him to a minion. If he's number 10 guy, don't misdarif him to a minion. It's only Durabonon. It's a terrible thing. And that's maybe why the Beis is telling us this is a Durabonon we're dealing with over here. It's a Durabonon of Mutsu, which we'll talk about why, and we'll talk about where it came from. But it's so Hashav. It's so Hashav because even Durabonons, we know, Torah tells us also, and Achanami, Torah tells us, listen to the Durabonons. But Achaponim, as I state in the Beis so the Yaivitz, the Yaivitz brings down as follows. Says the Yaivitz, Mutsu should never be kal in your eyes. And he says it's such an important thing. He says that because even something which is a Torah's kli can be also the, um, the Mincha Shabbos writes B'Shem Darizal that Rav Chil Shabbos the Mincha Shabbos writes B'Shem Darizal Rav Chil Shabbos that people are over on is because they don't know Hilchos Mokza. That's what the Mincha Shabbos brings B'Shem Dari Darizal. What's the matter? You were there? You were there, Mr. Thomas, no? But there is Oh, okay. The Tanya. Huh? Oh, oh, wow. You did? Right. Beautiful. Okay, the Tanya writes in Perik Membov that just like a mashu of Chomets, right? It's so machme, so Chomo, people are so careful, says that Balatanya, Tiltul Muktza, is poigim the kedusha of a person, as I state in the Tanya. The Nesivas, the Nesivas has a siddha. In the siddha, most of it is tefillas. But he also has a few halachas. And of the halachas, he writes a section on Hilchah Shabbos, and he only puts one halacha in Hilchah Shabbos. Hilchah Shabbos. That's all the Nesivas puts in his siddha in Hilchah Shabbos category. It's Hilchah Shabbos. Obviously, there's something very, very choshev to Shabbos. If you remember, those of you that were zoyka to say tefillah zakah, before Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, as Yom Kippur is coming in, right before Shkia, we said it over here, before Kol Nidre, so Tzvila Zaka has within it, for anything that we may have touched on Shabbos, that was Muktza, Tachsam Soifa, in Torah's Moshe and Dvorim, brings down, how careful a person has him to be, he says, just like, a person touches a coal, and he immediately retracts from it, oh it's boiling hot, says Tachsam Soifa, it should be the same thing when it comes to Muktza, it's Muktza, you can't touch it, it's mamish treif. It's mamish not besedah. So let's talk a little bit today. I said all we're doing is a little bit of a hagdama, a little bit of an introduction. Where did muktzah come from? Who was goes to it? In which time was it instituted? And what are the different types of muktzah? So number one, we'll start with the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos brings that David Melech was nifta, and when David Melech was nifta, Shloima Hamelech uh, sent in a shaila to the base Hamedrash, and they wanted to move David Melech, and he wanted to know how do I move David Melech. So they said, Ali de Kika Vatinik, which we're not going to get into exactly what that means, Tiltum and Atzad, maybe we'll talk about that one time. But on Kaponim, you already see that in the time of Dovid Melech, there was a Xera already of Mukta. And the Gemara in Shabbos Kufchov Gimel brings already in the days of Nehemiah, people were being Mazalzal in the Isra of Shabbos. So they made a Xera that it's Ossetim Mibtaltal everything. Absolutely everything. That means you cannot be Mibtaltal a Shtenda, a table, a cup, a fork, a knife, or a plate. That was the original Xera. Eventually, as the Gemara goes through, they were eventually allowed it. They saw that people were being more careful. But originally, when the Xera was, was instituted, it was instituted in a way that was very, very, very chomor to make sure that people are not being over on all sorts of things. Now, the Yorach HaShulchan, 
Writes a very interesting lotion. The Rosh and Rishmim Gimel Sikot and Gimel also in Shin Chesikot and Dalit. The Rosh says that the Shvusim of Shabbos, the Durabonons of Shabbos, are not like regular Isu Durabonons. He says the Rosh Heim Kedoraisa. They have a din like a Doraisa. Lefiza Gamisu Mukhtsa says the Rosh and I quote, having Me'oz Nitna Torah. It was from when they actually gave the Torah. It says the Orach HaShulchan, the giving of the Alochas and Mungtza was like the giving of the Torah. And it's very, very careful. The Shloa Kodesh writes in their mitzvah, Sikot and Samachtes, he says, many in Yonim, people are not Nizarin. Many of them are Dine Mungtza. And he says, they're very, very wide. As we mentioned, the, uh, the uh, Mincha Shabbos already brought that down. And it's very, very important to understand. Okay, so we know where the Makar is. I want to go through now, as I mentioned today, it's only a little bit of a Hagdoma to understand where everything came from and why. What is the reason for Mukta? Why? What's the problem? Anybody, anybody know? Out of interest, anybody knows? Anybody know why we can't touch Mukta things? We'll have to get to what is Mukta. We'll talk about what is Mukta. Before we get, what's that? You might come to use it. Very nice. So that means you're talking about guys, Danny. Excellent. Which means that's something on that's also to use, right? Like a pen, maybe. Oh, that's you're saying something else now. It has no use on Shabbos. So what's the issue of that? You might carry it. Has no, oh, you might carry it. No, no, no. Yeah? No, no not mask him. What's the issue of book? So why can't I touch money? What's the problem? Very nice. I'm touching this table. What am I using for? I don't know. I want to touch it. Okay. So it should be the same thing. So I'm at a touch table then. No? Samachayim. What do you think? We're here for. Oh! That's what we're here for. Ah. Naftali at Sadiq. Mayudik. 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 Azayid. Azayid. Okay. Good. We'll get you training right now. Okay. So there are four reasons for Mukta. Let me, from the Rishonim already. Okay, let me go through them, and then we'll go through the categories of Mokta, and then with Be'ez HaShem tomorrow we'll go into practicalities. Okay? The first one, the Rambam brings in Hilcha Shabbos, Perek Chavdalet. And the Rambam says that just like that a person's speech should be different on Shabbos than it is during the week, as we know, right? A person should speak differently. In fact, Tosfus brings down in Shabbos, Tosfus says that really you're not meant to speak at all. Right? Because she, they allowed such a thing. Right, there are such people that take on the tiniest dip and all these things on Shabbos. The Makar Pashtas is a Tosfus. Now, they allowed speaking on Shabbos, but it has to be different to during the week. Says the Rambam, just like the speech on Shabbos should be different to during the week, the tiltal, that which you move on Shabbos, should also be different to during the week. That's why they asked certain things. It doesn't explain why they asked this and not that, but it does at least explain certain things why it should not be like a weekday, a Yom Choyl. The Rambam brings another reason. And the Rambam says, like Danny said, that if you're allowed to touch certain things, you may come to do malacha on those things. That's why they asked various things, which we'll get into, because those things are asked to use, and therefore don't touch them, or two, you're going to come to use them. That's the Rambam's second reason. Third reason also from the Rambam, is that some people are batlonim. They do nothing the whole week. They do nothing the whole week. So how do we differentiate for them between a Shabbos and a weekday? It's the same. They don't do anything on a Wednesday and they don't do anything on a Shabbos. So how do you make a difference between Shabbos Kodesh and a Wednesday? Says the Rambam, because Muqtza makes them different because now they suddenly they can't touch everything. They can't move everything. That's another reason the Rambam says. And the fourth reason is, Danny, you got this? And the fourth reason is, it's Xera, this is what Donia was saying, it's the Ravid, is Xera you may come to carry. Okay? 
what the nafkuminis are between these, we're not going to go into at this moment of time, but those are the four main reasons for muqsa, which is very, very important over there. What I want to go through right now, and then we'll stop here, is the categories of mukta, And we'll try to go through them one by one to try to get them very, very clear because it's very important. I can see there's a lot of bilbo, a lot of confusion by a lot of people. Oh, I'm allowed to touch it by picking it up with my elbow. Or this one I'm allowed to take because it's on my way. People who don't, if you don't know the klolim, it doesn't help you. So if I say we're about to learn the klonim, I'm going to give you the, the, the Rashi Prokim right now, and tomorrow Be'ez HaShem we'll go into properly. The first one we're going to get into, is uh, Muktza Machmas Chesorin Kis, which is one of the most Chomor types of Muktzas, which is something generally, we'll just you know, generalize right now, something that people are makbid not to use for something else, that is Muktza, there's no real header to move that on Shabbos. We then have what we call a Klisha Malachtal Issa, which is something that's generally used for Issa, but can maybe also be used for Eta. But whatever it is, that's a Klisham Lachtel Issa, which they will be Heterim to move in a lot of situations, which we'll talk about. We have Muktza Machmas Gufoy, something which is not a Kli, it's not a utensil, it's intrinsically Muktza, like a stone, like a five, five dollar, like a, like a piece of, like a thing of money. Or, um, like even paint or glue, something or similar there. It could be muktzah machmas kufay. We have also muktzah machmas issa, muktzah machmas mitzvah. We have klisha malachta and then of course we have bosses. Bosses means the base on which something was placed, which is very nagay when something is on your pillow, on your bed, on your table, on your chair. Are you allowed to move it? And then of course we have tiltul minat sad and tiltul minat gufoy, which are two different heterim of moving muktzah. There's a lot to do, Rabbi Isai. Join us, Be'ezah Hashem, every day. We'll try to get to the lockers. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.